Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. Do you want some dancing and some drinking and some missing and some stuff like that there? Well, too bad, cause you got this show instead. And now, let's get on with it. <laughs> And that hooray was a lie. That's all right. It was kind of quiet and cut out because microphones. Oh, <laughs> did that my hooray just totally get cut out? Oh, no, it was there. It's just, you know, the fun of 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 uh, doing this across distances is that we don't always, the, sometimes the microphones just kick out the sound if it's too loud. Oh, <laughs> Phineas T. Money, though, could never. No, he can't social distance whatsoever. Also, the microphones would just cut him out always. All the time. He would. He can't talk in a whisper. His whisper is like a normal person voice. It's He's not good at secrets. <laughs> or whispering. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, it's a... It's another week in December. It's, it, it, it certainly is it's, that. Uh, here in North Carolina, our weather has been uh, very North Carolina-y. Just in, a waking nightmare of sinus pressure. Well, it's, you know, one minute it's it's 24 degrees, and then the next minute it's 70. <laughs> it's been, My, oh, it's and, been and, great. And, uh, you know, and as an added fun bonus, anytime that you have post-nasal drip, a stuffy nose, an allergy cough, uh, or you randomly spit blood into the sink, you have to be like, is this the COVID? Uh, randomly What's spit- What's the wrong got me? Randomly spit blood in the sink? Oh, yeah, that was a fun thing I experienced on Saturday. Hey, listeners, guess what you get to hear about because I don't go anywhere or do anything, so you have to listen to my body horrors. <laughs> yeah, so Saturday morning, I'm getting ready for work. I've got my cute little outfit on. I'm feeling myself. I did not put makeup on because I, contrary to what Mad Max will have you believe, eyeliner suddenly becomes very irrelevant in the apocalypse. Uh, I just don't have the spoons for eyeliner or mascara or eyebrows. So I have, like, so people cannot see any facial expressions off of my face anymore whatsoever between the no eyes and the mask. And, And I'm just rolling with that. Well, also you wear glasses, so it also it's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, they're big nerdy glasses that yeah. are see through, so they could like you could see my makeup if I would take the time and the effort, but I don't. Who cares? <laughs> I certainly do not. Uh, but yeah, I'm brushing my teeth, and I, you know, how you spit the foam into the sink, and there was a little bit of blood, and I'm like, that's must have got my gums there. And I brushed some more, and I spit some more, and there was some more blood. Oh. And there was some more blood and some more blood. And I was, and it got to the point where it was like, oh, that's a concerning about. And so I kept, 
spinning and there kept being blood and then it became where is it coming from that's a fun game to try to discover where, uh, where was it coming from i still don't know i'm just gonna a little stigmata mystery in my mouth i'm just uh, gonna assume it was gum things i yeah but normally like if your gums you can see if they're bleeding Except if they're the back or the top or on the I, inside of your mouth. I got, or, or, I got my phone know. out and I've shown that flashlight into my mouth. Because at first I had I had been coughing and I'm thinking, oh, did I rupture something in my throat? So I looked in the back of my throat. Nothing looked red or irritated. I looked at my gums and I didn't see anything. And I blew my nose and it wasn't coming out of my nose. And then I was like, oh my God, is it coming from my lungs? No, it's and coming from your brain. It's your brain. <laughs> You're having a brain bleed. Yeah, no, I was I was having a moment of like, oh no, is this an unknown Rona? I, my lungs are currently liquefying, and no. and and then I coughed, and there was yeah, no, it wasn't the, wasn't coming from my lungs. It was coming from my mouth, yeah. and after I rinsed and spit a few times, it stopped. But I see, yeah, and I just had a little stigmata mystery in my mouth. Yeah, I get those but, sometimes. I it caused you know a little. And normally, when your gums bleed, it's not a lot. This right. was a lot of blood. This is that was dabbing my lips and there was blood on the maybe tish, like very very TB. Maybe you had like a chapped lip thing. No, no, it was it was in my mouth. Oh, I don't know. It was not lip bleeding. It was. Blood I don't. Know. I don't. I still don't know. Maybe it's, you cut your gums. It's, maybe, maybe it's a miracle. Maybe you cut your gums and it's a that divine was miracle. A divine miracle. No, I don't. There was no pain. There was no swelling that I could find. That's fine. Yeah, divine. Maybe. I okay. Am it's just stigmata. Her. Holiness of bleeding gums. That's weird. <laughs> you can't tell me that that's the weirdest saint there is. I know there's a weirder. Oh one. no! I mean, my so my roommate in in college, her favorite saint was Catherine of Siena. Is she the cat one? She's no, she's the one that liked to drink uh the water the dirty water after washing a bubonic plague. Oh victims. yeah, she was the dirty water. Lady. She was the one who wanted to desensitize herself from from everything because she she assumed she had the belief that if she desensitized herself from the world around her, then that she would ascend. I and I, I'm and, saying this as someone who's Catholic adjacent, so let's turn that out there. I think that was a fetish thing. Uh, maybe Lady of Sienna, look at Catherine. Catherine of Sienna. Well, she also would like uh wash her face in freezing cold water, like break the like go outside and break the ice off of the weld and wash mm -hmm. her face with that water because she wanted to desensitize herself. And uh, mm -hmm. yes, yeah, no, it was. She she seemed a little she seemed a little cray. To me. Just saying, she's just awfully into that self-flagellation. Yeah. But no, I, wait, how do how do you say that word? I don't flagellation. Flagellation. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. The same. But weirdly, hey, that hey, was lady, my. You let your freak flag fly. It's that okay. was my. This is a no judgment zone. Yeah, that was my my college roommate's her favorite saint, Leo. Now, I don't know, I don't know what that said about her, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I thought it was a little weird. Uh, maybe your college for, roommate liked to let her freak back. For fly. for no one, sentence. I don't know a lot of other people who have favorite saints, but you know, I do. I have a favorite saint. Oh, oh, who? What's your saint who's Sebastian? Your... Oh, uh, martyred by arrows. He's always very pretty in all of his martyred arrows, <laughs> martyred arrow die. He's he's very pretty. He's the pretty saint. He's always like, 
I'm so pretty and so tragic. I have all these arrows. I believe you. He's always naked. I don't know why he's naked all the time, but he's there. It's, it's, you know, I believe he. Up, I believe he made an appearance in Losing My Religion, the video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one that was referenced in Losing yeah. My Religion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I also like all the saints that get to carry around their own heads. I think that's a nice flex. Oh, uh, I yeah. I don't really have. I don't have a favorite saint. I don't have a favorite saint. Oh. I mean, I studied Catholicism, but I, but I am not. I, I never, I, I wasn't raised, uh, Catholic or or any adjacent <laughs> or adjacent religious beliefs. So it's what about not even Saint Francis of Assisi, friend to animals? I mean, he's okay. I guess. I don't know. It's just what it just seems weird. Saint Joan of Arc. I Saint I would, with a sword. I would prefer Saint Dolly Parton. That, oh, there we go. Well, she hasn't been canonized yet. I know, but she should be. Well, we can hold out hope. I mean, earlier this week, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, uh, not only has Dolly Parton donated millions of dollars for COVID vaccine research, but just earlier this week, she saved a a poor kid a kid from getting hit by a car. <gasps> So, she's really going for it. So, I mean, St. Dolly, man. She's going to bust out with X-Men powers at some point. We're I all be like, feel I like, it. I mean, I how it. old is this woman? I mean, <laughs> like, she's, she's amazing. If anyone should be sainted, I feel like it should be her. I don't know that she's Catholic, but I think we can write the Pope I, a letter. This new Pope I, seems flexible. I I feel like a letter. I feel like it's fine. I feel, like why why do you have to only be Catholic like, to be a saint? I don't understand. Because well, there's we won't. I know. I know. There's there's <laughs> the whole thing. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I was raised by hippies. I don't know these things. <laughs> you're right. I, I think there are some Catholic hippies. No. Sure. No. No, they're all relapsed. <laughs> or lapsed. Those, Not relapsed. Relapsed about something else. They're lapsed. Uh, 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 <laughs> they're lapsed Catholics. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's a totally different thing. <laughs> no, she can make that joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I was drinking this suffering bastard and it just made me think about religion. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the whole point. It's it's it is it is it is a better topic of conversation than what we were talking about before. Because what? Because I the, will never personally sleep ever again. The terror clown? And oh. <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh, dear listeners, I may I I was uh, describing a a movie that I just watched like not thirty minutes, thirty forty minutes before we started recording. Uh, I watched the inexplicable twenty fifteen Victor mm-hmm. Frankenstein, starring James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. uh, that has. You know the true, completely book real 
<laughs> very accurate. To very the, accurate to, to the novel. Pass, original and, novel. Yeah, no, I'm totally. No, it's not. It's not at all. But but it's the story of Frankenstein told from the perspective of Igor. Who, famous character in the book. Yes, such a famous character in the book. And and if you haven't read the, the book, uh, he is not actually in the book. No, uh, he was invented for the movie. Yes, for the for like the nineteen fifties movie, I believe. Forties or fifty thirties, I don't know. Yeah, it's the James Wall it's the James, original old It's the James book. Whale. Yeah. It's the James Whale Frankenstein. Um but Daniel Radcliffe plays Igor, uh a Victorian uh clown <laughs> hunchback. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like, like in the book, you know, like in the book, the exactly clown, in the book. and the famous clown in the book. And because I mentioned this to, to Lady Outercup, she of course had to go look up pictures of it and has now given herself nightmares. Because... I did. I had to go and Google Daniel Radcliffe, Frankenstein, Igor. Yes. And... and safe search was not on, ladies and gentlemen. Not that he's naked. But I feel like Safe Search should protect you from certain things. And, and Safe Search terrifying. did not protect me from the vision. <laughs> the the nightmarish visage of Daniel Radcliffe in white face. Inexplicable white face con makeup. <laughs> oh no, it's terrifying. I... It is the most also doesn't look like any con makeup ever. No, no, it is. perhaps John Wayne Gacy's. And yes. just no, it's terrible. Oh, it's, it's so scary. And it's, it's so terrifying. Bad. And, and and I just saw it like the little thumbnail down there in my Google search and it will haunt my dreams forever. Yeah, and you know, I assume that that our listeners, a lot of them, you know, like steampunk things and Victorian things and probably Ooh. and 1800s things. And, uh, or 1700s things. When was that written? I don't even remember. Uh, but history, historic things, and, and period pieces. I assume that our listeners like that sort of stuff, as do I. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is just questionable. And I just really strongly believe that every single actor in this movie wanted a boat. Yeah, I, I think they were trying to uh, shore up their coffers before breaks had happened. They're yeah. like, I don't care what the script is. Period piece? Perfect. Put it, yeah, I yeah. will. I will. <laughs> Poor Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, period piece. I love period pieces. I've been in several now. Oh, no, sounds good. Looks like Frankenstein. Oh, great novel. Great novel. One of my mom's favorites. Perfect. Perfect. I'm a Clown, you say? Oh, I uh, remember the clown, but all right. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, here's the thing, Danny Boy. I assume that the all the producers are from New Jersey, even if they're from original Jersey, they still sound like that. <laughs> here's the thing, Danny Boy. You're a clown because hey, who's sadder than a clown? And you're a hunchback. But the kicker is, yeah, you, you're not even really. The, like you're not. It's, it's you not just got a giant zit on your back, and that is how you mate Victor Frankenstein. Huh? It's a new. It's a new approach. 
You know, have you heard of Dr. Pimple Popper? Very popular on the, the Instagram. So we're thinking, we're going to get that Pimple Popping money. We're going to get, we're going to put you in a corset. So you're going to get a whole new level of creepy fan mail. Because that'll <laughs> be a thing. Because that'll be great. He's like, oh, oh. I didn't realize oh. that was something that I wanted. But all right. <laughs> I don't know why this is my Daniel Radcliffe, like, like a scared Victorian John. Oh, dear. I had no idea. Mommy didn't tell me I would have to have a pimple. <laughs> I know he doesn't sound like that. I've heard him talk. He's a normal human. <laughs> In my head, he's wearing breeches. And I just wanted to go and see the sailing ships, Mommy. <laughs> I didn't want to play that pimple clown. It's too bad. I want a boat. His mom is like, it's too late, Daniel. You've already signed, and I want a boat. It's going to be a big boat. We're fleeing to Ireland once the EU, once we leave the EU. <laughs> so apparently Daniel Radcliffe is a scared Victorian child, and his mother is an extra on Oliver Twist, the musical. <laughs> I feel like that's correct it's very accurate our british listeners are nodding going yes no that all makes so much sense <laughs> no, not insulted by my accents at all <laughs> oh. And, oh and the original frankenstein yes i was correct came out in 1931 the universal I, horror movie oh yes okay <clears throat> i knew it was i had for some reason i had it blended with several other ones in the wrong <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of there's been a lot of bad Frankenstein movies. Let's there have been. There's been so many bad Frankenstein movies. Well, all I have to say though is that this particular one made me long for the heady days of the of the Kenneth Branagh Frankenstein. Oh. Uh, oh know. no. Yeah. Which granted had <laughs> ro- had had uh, Robert De Niro as Frankenstein's monster, which I it mean, did have Robert De Niro in yes. it, didn't it? And he did. He was wonderful, and you know, like there was a lot of wonderfulness in that movie. It was very over the top. I think they were trying to recreate the Universal monsters. That was part of the Dracula. They did the they did Dracula and then they did Frankenstein. Oh and, right, yes, they did do all that. At and, the same yeah, time, and they were and then they all flopped. Yeah, and then they kind of did their their thing. Oh like, god, but, that was oh I forgot about that Frank. Oh, that was, I'm sorry, but it I I just remember I saw it in the theater and uh. That's our. I saw. I saw. Francis and I saw Ford, Dracula. Dracula. The yes, I, can't I saw that also in the theater because because yeah. that was that was act- my first rated R movie. Well, that was during my. That was definitely during my big giant gothic literature, seventeen uh, hundreds fan fiction thing. Where I was like, <laughs> oh, everything. I, I everything. Did, oh from my god! That, I didn't write fan fiction. In, uh, uh, I I, I really read the original fiction. novel. I got real into the original novel for yes. like, I don't know how, like, I don't know, that grade, that grade, whatever that grade yes. was. And I didn't write fan fiction, but my friends and I would uh, pass notes off to one another and we would incorporate, we would, but they were, we would draw comics in the notes and we would throw whatever characters we were 
currently reading or yeah. consuming or just sometimes it would be Kermit from the Muppets yes. uh, into these notes. So um, my cavalier, I during this time I believe I was drawing Jonathan from uh, from Dracula a lot oh. because they fixated weirdly on the point that he disappears from the first like you're with Jonathan the whole first third of the novel and then he just disappears for the narrative for like yeah. 300 pages. I was like, where the heck did Jonathan go? And uh, Pip Parip from Great Expectations. Okay. You know, those classic bastions of literature. Wow. <laughs> I had just read Great Expectations as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was Kermit the Frog, Pip Parip, and, uh, and uh, Jonathan from Dracula. Jonathan Harkness. Jonathan Harkness all made appearances in these weird or notes Harker. That we Jonathan Harker. Notebook paper. Excuse me. Jonathan Harker, not Jonathan Harkness. Oh, no. That's... Jonathan Harkness is not. No. No. No, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird time. <laughs> that is very odd. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know why these are the characters I fixated on, but these are the characters I fixated on. Hey, everybody fixates on different characters. Who knows? I do believe I, I have know. a comic somewhere where Pip Perip from Great Expectations meets Alucard, the vampire from the Castlevania series. <laughs> you know, just... like one does. Uh, I think that counts as fan fiction, and I think you I should... don't, it does it, does it count as fan fiction, or does it count as a cry for help? Both? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. I feel like these are things that you should be posting on your on your uh, coffee page so that <laughs> I did recently find that I, I did recently find that comic it's a little too big to be for my scanner but I will scan in what I can of it or oh, I still haven't ever posted my Beowulf comic well yeah I, I have it. it up on my Twitter I have it uh, I just... or at least the cover yeah I have it uh I, I was going to do some editing because it had your real name on it yes it does have my real full name on there because I had to turn it in for a grade yes but, uh, and everyone was like, Lady Addercup isn't your real name? I'm sorry you had shocking. to find out this way. Shocking. I'm, I know. It's it's actually easier to spell than her real name. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> There's a reason I don't use my real name, listeners, and that's because it's difficult. <laughs> it's true. It's ridiculous. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to press a button. Ladies. Are you engaged? Engaged in a hopeless tussle with your bustle? Perhaps you are suffering from a lifeless caboose. No longer toil with a sad sagging skirt, but buttress your bustle with Madame Pomegranate's bustle starch. Put the hustle back in that bustle. All right, so tell me more about the terrifying clown that, that you witnessed. Which terrifying clown that I've witnessed? I've no, witnessed I mean, many. I mean the picture, you know, the picture of Daniel. Oh, Radcliffe. oh, the Daniel Radcliffe clown. Yes. He, it's no, it's just bad. Don't Google it. He's got <laughs> weird eyebrows and like they've given him black lips instead of a proper like they just put black lipstick on him instead of like a proper clown mouth, and he's got thin little British lips. So it just looks like a gash in his face. It doesn't look like a mouth. And then they put 
like they didn't line his eyes. They just put the tiny little triangles under there. So then like between the white face and his pale eyes and it's like these black <laughs> holes where his eyes should be and just scary eyebrows. It's not good. And then they kept his hair out, which is not a thing that Hans did. Yeah, no, it's... He would have just had his floppy, weird... And they I didn't give him a haircut. They've just got weird, like, grown-out corona I hair. think they just... I think they just uh, were like, hey, you know, he's not going to be a clown for long. This, it's yeah, the, we're gonna, it's we're the gonna opening scene. The makeup off of him. And, yeah, but they, they didn't even, like... It's going to be for... He's going to be in the movie... He's going to be dressed like this for ten minutes. For ten minutes terrifying. in the movie. I just saw a still of it, and I didn't like it. Yeah, but he's in it for ten minutes like that, and they were like, yeah, no, it's just going to be ten, fifteen minutes, and, and, then, and then it's no, done. We don't have to think that hard about it. I, well, yeah, you do, because once you see that, that yes. image is seared onto the back of your eyelids, and you'll yeah. never sleep again. There you go. Yeah. Well, see, these are things that they didn't think about. They didn't Tonight, consult. when I'm trying to sleep, I'm going to see Daniel Radcliffe's weird clown face floating <laughs> up in the foot of my bed, and he's going to say something like, Mommy, please, I'm so cold. Let me under the covers with you. Ooh. And then I'll scream and scream and scream. All right. Well, at least you got a plan. It's a bad time to go to a mental hospital, Emmett. It's, oh, a, it's it, there's a pandemic. It's true. That is true. You can't have be having this. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this is this is the end of the show then, because Santa. Lady Adderhoff is in a small dark room. It's a small dark room, and and uh, the clowns have... cannot reach her. And yeah, and this is all. And you're gonna mutilate yourself with knives. Oh that's well, it. that's all right. Well, let's. So, uh, for our listeners, Spill I the key we, on Emmett. I I oh, put all the direct. Put everything on me. Um, I you know for our listeners who don't know or maybe for our listeners who do know i work in a coffee shop cafe thing and i've taken over the baking cooking duties recently and uh so many many moons ago i was training to be a chef and i have a very nice set of chef's knives and i had to send them off to get sharpened and they came back and I tried to murder myself with them, and <laughs> the ones, you, you know, know, like you do. It's a thing. If anyone, well, well, we were discussing those, like, because I, I, again, I work in a salon, and again, very sharp, very precision instruments that can yeah. do a lot of damage in a very short amount of time. And that's and and there's a very and if if you if you're a cook, if you cook professionally. Uh, there are techniques that you are taught in order to how you hold things to slice stuff properly, how to cut and chop and slice things properly. However, the time that they that the knives get you is never when you're it. I mean, it's very rarely, but it often happens when you're chop, chopping and slicing and all that stuff. But the more the the really dangerous time is when you're cleaning them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so you know, yeah, like that's that's when it gets me. And like in a week ago I got I got got by one of my knives because I had I had washed it off 
after I had sliced up bagels. I had sliced up bagels because I was making, I was going to make bread pudding out of those bagels. And uh, it got me when I was drying the knife off. And yep. I won't go into detail because because there might be some listeners that are squeamish about that sort of thing. And I totally they understand. They to listen to me talk about spitting blood. And yes, that think. is true. That is true. Also, <laughs> I just don't want to sh- continue on that. You could have probably put a warning up there, huh? Yeah, you probably. probably say, hey, hey listeners who might be a little squished out by bodily fluid. Yes, but but so That's yeah. I'm going to talk about it length. So I I I got myself good, and uh, tried to play it off while while the other barista was walking by me, and I was kind of be like, yeah, ah, nothing wrong over here, as I have swaddled my hand in all the paper towels I could possibly find. Yeah, holding no, well, it. You already know, you know I cut the side of my finger off once. Holding it above my project. holding it above, above your heart, my head. Yeah. <laughs> Holding it above my head, going, nope, not a problem. Just doing a thing over here in a corner. Not weird. Please ignore the lot of bloody paper towels. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's not weird. It's not weird at all. It's just a thing that happens on Saturdays. It's <laughs> just a just normal Saturday over here. Yeah, no, it was totally stupid of me, and and I should have known better, and I, and uh. Just, that's how they get you it, oh it was i, 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 I have been because i have my first pair of like you know professional nice shears cutting hair and i have been warned like when you sharpen them that's when they get you yeah when you buy a new pair and you're not quite used to the millimeter of difference between the, your new pair and your old pair that's when they get you when you're cleaning them that's when they get you yeah well all i kept uh, one of the things that I told the barista who was working with me when I did it was that, oh, now I feel like Paul the Samurai. <laughs> and I feel oh like, my God, that's a deep cut. Yeah, I was like, I now have like way too many band-aids on my fingers right now. And she looked at me and was like, what are you, who, what, what are you talking yeah, about? And that's I was an like, obscure pull. I was it? like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a very weird, and I had to explain. I was like, so there's this character in a comic book from the 90s? Did you also have to explain this, the flaming carrot and too much coffee, man? I, We're going to go deep into some underground 90s anti-heroes. I did not mention those, but I was thinking about it because the look on her face when I was saying that so Paul the Samurai was kind of a a side character to the tick mm-hmm. and she was continued to look at me funny and I went well so Paul Samurai had a sword that essentially anytime he unsheathed it he had to draw blood and that oftentimes he would unsheathe it when he was just angry or or professing some great wrong and then he would have to draw blood and so he had to slice his own finger because he couldn't put it back and she was just looking at me and I yep. was like, yeah, I'm old. I'm old and you don't, yeah, you don't really want to hear about this. So I'm just going to go back into my corner and quietly bleed. <laughs> that was like me trying to explain how Ducky and I bonded over 
a, a ceramic sculpture of Mr. Gone from the Max. Ah, yes, we I have heard that story. Yeah, and then you have to like delve into what the Max was and who Mr. Gone was right. and why he was a severed head, and it's yes. just a whole lot. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird, very '90s <laughs> cultural. So references. if you spent a lot of time in comic book stories in the '90s and the kinds that carried both pornography and underground comics, uh, not necessarily. I I hung out in a comic book shop and they did not have they did not have porn comics, but I did know I did know the Max. Yeah, no, and, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just making a joke about our, our no, uh, that's because Florida local comic book store in Florida. It had, a, it had, a, it had a porn section. Yes, uh, no. that was also where you found. If we're gonna go super nineties, that's also where they carried propaganda magazine. You had to go into the porn section to get propaganda. All oh, the I old goths are like, oh, propaganda. I just got that from the from Barnes and Noble. They didn't carry it at our Barnes and Noble. Oh, they did at ours. There was nudity in it. Yeah, no, at Granted, Barnes, you didn't know. You know whose nudity it was, but that was the whole point. Oh no, the Barnes and Noble that I worked at, they carried propaganda. They did not get ours. They also oh, had a whole bunch of nice. other. Uh, well, they also had Maplethorpe books, so maybe that was. Maybe oh that man! Was... <laughs> Somebody at the Barnes and Noble was the dang. So maybe that's very <laughs> telling. Finland collection. Oh well? no, we had we we had, there were a lot of books at uh, at the Barnes and Noble that I worked at in the nineties that had uh, plastic wrapping on them that we would find in the bathrooms. So, oh, that's uh, fun. So that's probably. Yeah, Ducky worked in a Borders, which for our younger listeners was another Barnes and Noble type. Oh, like Books a Million establishment. Like Books a Million that doesn't exist anymore. Exist anymore? Yeah, there were a lot of bookstores back in the nineties. But Ducky used to work at a at a at a Borders, and yeah, they would. Uh, there was a guy that would take. <laughs> they had a couple of weirdos. They had one guy that came in every month to buy. Playgirl, Playboy, and then one random magazine that was innocuous, and somehow that always made it worse. So it'd be like Playgirl, Playboy, and then and like then, Cat Fancy. I was just going to say Cat Fancy. Cat Fancy. <laughs> yeah, or like Playgirl, Playboy, and then like Crocheters Monthly, and it was right. like, wow, this is weird. And then there was another person who used to leave Polaroids of themselves in all the books. Oh. That was a no. thing. No. Yeah, but see the, the the problem with that kind of stuff is and, and again, like it's like dick pics today. Nobody wants that, and that's part of the point. I get right. it. But it's also not gonna have the intended response that you're really hoping for deep down in your little in your little dirty bird heart. Yeah. Because all that's gonna happen is that it becomes a scavenger hunt to find all the dirty pictures, and then it becomes a game. And it's right. not it's not a sexy game. It's just a game for the pe- the bored booksellers that work there. Oh yes, yeah. so, and they are con- and comparing and contrasting your pictures from last time. So just we, let you know. Yeah. Oh no, we had it. We had a very silly, ridiculous game that we would play at uh, the Barnes and Noble that I worked at, where it had nothing. It, nothing filthy or dirty or anything, but uh, we would. Put the word evil <laughs> on uh, pieces of paper and randomly put them in in books. 
I knew two librarians who had that game, but it was troublesome. Yes. Yeah. They would just, we would just put the word evil in random books. And oftentimes I would put, I, I specifically would put them in sections of the people that I knew who, who were playing the game with me Mm. because we thought it was funny. Uh, It started off with us just walking around each other going evil. And then it became a, let's, we're going to slip pieces of paper. hide evil throughout the. Throughout certain sections because we think it's funny. And so we would just do that. And that was our game that we played interspersed with the finding horrible other things <laughs> finding naked polaroids <laughs> yes or you know having to the having to let our our shipping person or the our receiving person real like go into the men's restroom and fish out filthy books using rubber gloves and tongs oh. and things <laughs> like and when we took the curse band off the show we really took the curse band off the show <laughs> This is the all bodily fluids episode. Hey, sometimes it happens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, these are stories. It's a pandemic. These are stories that happen to us. We have to get them out. Yeah, I needed to talk about that terrifying clown. I yes. needed to. That was, you know, it's I ther- had to. It was. The, it was going to mean, haunt my dreams. Otherwise. We could just advertise this show as being therapy for us. And just- <laughs> You bench the clockwork cabaret yes. therapy for Lady Addercup and Emmett Davenport. Yes, yes. We discuss our deepest, most repressed memories. Yes, like let's just oh, delve God, in. Between the two of us, we have so many. I know, I know. A lot of them I don't remember. <laughs> I remember them, but then I forget. There, there's for a reason. It's for a reason. No, I don't no. Well, I mean, I lived in Florida, so I've always got some crazy crap to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's... And you were raised by hippies. Yeah, well, a narcissistic hippie. And if uh, I can't talk about my family, then I'm just going to go into Ducky's family, and he was raised by a Mormon party clown, so that's a whole other level of crazy. Yeah, no, there's just a... It just goes all over the place. I did I did like the part... Uh, I was tweeting about reading Ursula's... Uh, or, or Key Kingfisher's book, uh, The Hollow Places. Yeah. And I mentioned, oh, this is based on reality. Oh, this is a true story about Ducky. And I said, yes, yes, he was raised by party clowns. <laughs> Somebody who knew her was like, no, wait, the religious party clown thing was true? I was like, yes. That, like, I mean, they were religious and party clowns separately. They weren't Christian-themed party clowns, but I do have a story about a Christian-themed party clown that gave him a phobia, if you'd like to hear that. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this on the show. Yes, we have we- talked about Christy Rainbow yes. before. But it was a fun moment. Yeah, no, it's always it's always interesting when you. I mean, I I I regularly have people who who come into the cafe who I'm talking about, and then they realize who I am. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes being Emmett Davenport of the Clockwork Cabaret, and then also. <laughs> <laughs> and then you feel the compulsive need to apologize. Yes, I always, every single time, uh-huh. I apologize. Oh, I've been with you when that moment is happening. When somebody goes, "Oh, you do the Clockwork Cabaret," you're and we're both at each other like, "Are we apologizing right now?" Because because I will apologize. So yeah, so I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Especially after this episode, I feel like yes, we should all apologize for this. Uh, 
But yeah, no, it's it's very much one of those things of like every now and then something will come up and they will come in. Well, I've had people come into the cafe because they have read Ursula. They follow Ursula's uh Twitter feed. <laughs> Twitter feed. And they come in and they ask about the the weird stories that she tells about the cafe. And I'm like, yeah, no, those really happened. It's... So there really is a lady that thinks that the Ha River is full of vampires yes. and snakes. Yeah. Yeah, that is a thing. We are not joking. Uh, no, no, she's real. She's real. She thankfully has not come into the new location that I know of. Well, that's because you used to hang people in that on that hill, and so clearly it's haunted by. It has to be something inexplicable. I don't it is know. haunted by banshees. Yeah, something. I don't know. There's there's a banshee attached. Oh to no, that. I honestly think it's just that because we we were out out of service for a year she just it we we lost her because she she found some new place and <laughs> she's, she's some other barista and she's someone now. else's problem thankfully there's there was somebody that came in over the weekend that i thought we had lost and and he apparently found us again and i was very much like oh great great to see Yay. you and your terrible dad jokes <laughs> I can handle some dad jokes. I oh no, be... they were the terrible ones. They're the terrible ones where they think they're being funny and it's like, I haven't heard this a thousand times before. Oh, when you know, when you ask someone what, like, hi, how are you? What can I get for you? And, Ooh, a million dollars and more hair. <laughs> yeah, I had, we, we had a guy that came in one day and sat in the salon. He's like, well, I'd like a beer and a burger. And I'm like, oh, there's a lovely restaurant right across the street. They serve a yeah. great burger I and think, a nice beer. You should go there. I think his response his response was, uh, more hair, more money, and Selma Hayek. And I went, I can't help you with any of those things. Uh, but if you would like coffee, I am here for you. Uh, so, I like yeah. the, also like, oh, the winning lotto numbers? Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, it's not ringing up. It must be free. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, always, yeah. Those are jokes that I have heard for 40 years. Well, I'm only 46. But I have heard them the whole time. <laughs> you heard them in the womb. <laughs> I've heard them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. <laughs> but he found us. He found he us found, again. He came back. He missed you. Yeah. He doesn't have an audience for his jokes anymore. Yeah. He found us again and then had to comment about the fact that the, you know, he, he missed the, he miss he misses the art. And I looked around and I went, excuse me? And he's like, you know, the art from the old place, the old place. And I went, it's the same art in here. <laughs> it's like, like, it's all the same art. Like, I, I know that it's the same art because it's mine and I put it in here. I put it in storage and then I hung it up on the walls. And then I put it back. <laughs> Well, you know all those old paintings, all cursed. They're all cursed. Yeah, no, it's real sad when they all, yep, yep, they all started bleeding. The whole, the and, whole place uh, is cursed. And we started hearing voices, and like everything started inverting. And yeah, then, no, know, it was levitating very... the, the cups, and that's just not. That's just foolish. It's just gonna break. Yeah, and it's not. 
you know, I like customers and I like returning customers. I like it when people come in and and tell me tell me that, oh my gosh, this is the best coffee in the, in in town and I love it and I love this place and blah blah blah. I love all of that. I am perfectly cool with that. I am I'm also glad happy with people who come in and get coffee and never speak to me. Uh <laughs> Like, never utter a word. Yes, I like it when you know. I like customers that I see on a on on a regular basis. Who I just go, do you want the regular, your usual? And they go, yes, cool. And I go, all right, cool. And I get it. And that's the only amount of conversation that we have. Mm -hmm. I like that, but I have a problem with people doing that terrible dad jokes at me because. I don't have those daddy issues, and I don't think that's funny. Like, you really I, are turning this into a therapy session. It is. That's my therapy session. My therapy well, session is that let's, let's I, I have on some daddy some issues. Positive things that we can take from this situation. No. Oh. Like, no. No, my popular situation, the popular, the good feelings that I can take from this situation is that. I like what I do. I like making coffee and I like making b weird baked goods for people. And uh, I like providing a service. There you go. And I just wish they wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> uh, but not I, everyone. When I worked at fast food, I used to get like, you know, because I worked, at, I worked at a McDonald's as a teenager. And you want to talk about people being the absolute worst to people with the absolute least oh yeah Ugh. oh no i worked in a movie theater when i was in a teenager so yes how, how i understand many you had thrown on you is it more than one? Oh yeah oh yeah how many I've... times did you have to call the cops on a guy in a beamer that wouldn't get out of your drive-thru not is a beamer not a beamer but i did have we did have to call the cops at least twice i had to call the cops so many times i lived in a very small town when yeah, I worked I at the movie theater, so that that no, that's oh tell you something. So, but uh, I know I actually lost track of the amount of food that got thrown at me. I once I, I, I would have one of these really unreasonable people. I would go home and I would be mad, stomping. I once got a phone call from my manager, from the manager at the movie theater, to let me know that uh, that the upstairs apartment from the movie theater that some a tenant had thrown a radiator out the window. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. The radiator, you know, it it's it's it, it's embedded in pipe and it had to be like ripped out of the floor and thrown out the window. Uh, Again, I, this is so, not a fair comparison. I lived in Florida. I know. I know. This was Vermont. Rattlesnakes in our in the corral where we put the where I put the trash. Yeah. No. Sometimes you had to leave and come back because there were snakes in it. Yeah. I never had but to I deal would, with that. I would get very mad when I would you know I would deal with these unreasonable awful people and they were so awful they were so cruel and they were so mean and I would go home and I'd be bitching and moaning to my mom and she'd be like well just think about how sad and terrible their lives must be that they go to a McDonald's of all places and take it out on the employees there. And I'm like, I don't want to think about this rationally, mom. I just want to bitch about this jerk. 
Yeah. I just want to bitch about the guy that tried to get a free Big Mac by pulling the middle bread out of it while I watched. But the person who argued with me. The person who wanted a Whopper. Yes, the person that argued with me for four, for 15 minutes in the drive-thru because I couldn't give him a Whopper. That's a true story. I know. I'm saying, we don't have Whoppers. That's Burger King. You do have Whoppers. I saw it advertised. You didn't. Not for McDonald's. This is That's Burger King. We have Big Macs. I once had, had a teenager yell at me. Another teenager. A younger teenager. When I was a teenager working at the movie theater, yelling at me because I wouldn't let them into a rated R movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it was my sister. <laughs> that sounds even more right. With her friends. Uh, I once had to convince an old man not to cancel his homeowner's insurance because the world was ending in 2012. Oh. He was dead. I laughed when he first said it, and then he was like, oh, no, the world is ending, and oh. I don't see why I should have to pay for insurance, because I'm not going to need it after ne- after 2012. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> when is the world ending? He gave me the date, and I said, well, up until that point, you're going to need some place to live. You're gonna want to still have a mortgage, so. and you also still live in Florida, where you hurricanes gotta carry insurance. You're gonna want that, or else the bank is gonna put it on, and then you have to pay more every month up until the world ends, and that seems like a bummer. I'm just trying to save you money now. <laughs> that was how I convinced him not to cancel his homeowner's insurance. I I often think about that man and what happened after 2012. Oh. Uh about how wrong he was the times table because clearly it was 2020 <laughs> oh it was off by eight years well it just yeah. kind of makes you wonder like, did he continue to pay his insurance until then <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah what's his problem i guess oh this has been a weird episode <laughs> it's been a weird, we've, we've discussed blood and milkshakes and Frankenstein. <laughs> Terrifying clowns. Wait, did we discuss milkshakes? Well, milkshakes getting thrown at me specifically. Oh, okay. All right. It was, <laughs> that is a, yes. Multiple that is, milkshakes. More than one. Really? More than one? More than one. Yeah. No, I had a milkshake chucked at my head more than once. Wow. The thing about those is they're thick, they're dense, and you can tell when somebody's about to throw it so you can close the window real fast. Well, also, the, the, cu- the big cups of soda, those were harder to dodge. I just, <laughs> I just can't imagine any reason why I would throw a milkshake or a and, soda and, and at anyone. You paid for the milkshake, my friend, because it always happened in the drive-thru. You've already paid for the milkshake, and I've got news for you. I'm not replacing it if you throw yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is that if I paid for this milkshake, I'm drinking it. I'm not going to throw it at you. I paid Florida's, for that thing. Florida's a strange place full of very angry people. It's swamp crazy. Oh yeah, no swamp like crazy. Like I said, is... you can't you can't shock me with a radiator out the upstairs window. That's baby shambles. I I mean honestly, it was one of those. I was on the phone with them at the time because the manager of the of the theater was my boyfriend, uh, and 
and we were talking. Oh, you were talking illegally on the phone on 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 the boss's dime. Well, there was movies playing. There were movies no, no. playing. Good job. Good job. Yeah, no, there were movies playing. It was, he had nothing to do. And so he was, he called me and we were talking. And then all of a sudden he was like, uh, I have to go because uh, apparently there's a radiator on the ground now in the parking lot. And I have to call the police. So, yep, that's and I was very well, much you know, one hey, of those, hey, we can, you, we can, you know, we can, you... re- we can live uh comfortable in the knowledge that for all the crazy customer service stories we have as as veterans of the service industry industry nothing will ever compare to mr ducky's stories about working in walmart oh yes that is true so i mean half of them are stories of his own because of his own of of his own fault but (laughs) but. he didn't get fired he quit i still still to this day like, how much shocking. property did you destroy in your time there? He's like, oh, I don't know, lots. I'm like, and, and yet you quit. He's like, oh, yeah. And then they asked me back. So I'm like, hmm. They still hmm. thought you were a better employee than anyone else there. That's And, that's... The, and, the, and the sad fact was, he was. Oh, yeah, no, that's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so weird. And on that note, I think it's time to, to wrap this up. We're going to give a salute to the people of the customer service industry. And, uh, yeah, especially this time of year you know, and this. Oh, yeah. Jeez Louise, God bless you. Whoever you, whatever, whatever uh, Holy Spirit or whatever that you pray to, man, I'm going to just. Whatever benevolent deity yeah, deems just, to shine its light down upon you. Yes. Uh May it bless you with all that it can. And if you because... are working in a grocery store right now, you get double blessings. Because, <sighs> whoo. Yeah. Like, oh, this is, it's a rough time. It's rough out there, everybody. Be good. Be good and kind to, to, your, to your customer service people. Because not only are they having to deal with normal holiday, seasonal craziness, winter crazy, but, but also... COVID time crazy yeah, and that is crazy that which just is a whole adds other new and interesting level adds a whole new level and uh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up we've probably disgusted a whole lot of people and I apologize for <laughs> that but and if you miss the music and and the and the non topics of bodily fluids I've got good news for you Number one, there's going to be a supplement. There's always a supplemental playlist that goes along with this podcast every week, and we will be uh, playing streaming live on uh, New Year's Eve. Yes, and you can uh, listen to the live stream on Twitch, which means I'm sorry to say that you will have to uh, sign up for another online service because that is a thing that happens, but yeah. But Twitch, it's Twitch TV, it's uh, backslash Agony on Studios, that's where we will both be. We will be DJing New Year's Eve for several hours. It will be ridiculous. Uh, because Yeah, who knows how that's going to go, because we don't have an audience to play off of, so it's just going to be us picking the music for yes. ourselves. Um, historically, how it's gone when I've just been doing it by myself, it goes weird. So, so, and if you listen to the show, you know the music goes weird. It always does. So, (laughs) 
And if you've always wanted to attend an event, hey, here's a, a tiny beacon of, of, of good news in this hell dimension that we all find ourselves trapped in. You now can. Yes. So, it's online. Yes, you can join us online. And there's a little chat room. You can talk to us. We will chat with everybody. It will be almost like being at a party without the awkwardness. I, you know what I, know. I was thinking? I guarantee I'll be, be like every year on New Year's Eve, I always wear too many layers and then I curse myself when I have to run to the restroom to go pee. So yes. this year, <laughs> it'll be great because you're close to, you, there will not be a line to the there bathroom. There won't be a line to the bathroom. I probably won't be wearing a corset, stockings, shorts, and then some other accoutrement on top. It's true. So, you know. I mean, or, <laughs> unless I get real crazy. Who knows? It's an experiment. We'll see how it goes. It'll be it'll be it'll be fun no matter what. We will make it fun. At least or else. we will try. So. <laughs> or else we're coming to your house. We yes. have knives and shears. Cool. No, don't threaten. <laughs> don't threaten her. Don't threaten her. It friends. sounded vaguely like a threat. I was trying to tie it back to what we were talking about yes. before. That wasn't a good that was no. not a good job. No, but if you like this thing we do. You can go. You can help support it. Just go to our website. It's agnyotstudios.com. And there you will find our coffee. You will find our uh, Patreon. You will find our PayPal donation link. You will find video of my cat scratching at the door because she has no chill. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That'll be on my personal one. (laughs) Yeah, you can find all of our Instagrams, our our various social media, Twitter things, everywhere else. that you can find us if you want to know when we're doing anything you can follow follow the clockwork cabaret with the o removed in work on twitter and instagram if you want to uh find us on tiktok we are there (laughs) we're not doing anything there but we've got both got accounts you can definitely recommend uh things for us to follow because I know that I am obsessively following a bunch of people. Kids, send us your best TikToks. I keep trying to come up with a uh, something we can do on TikTok that's relevant, but it's very hard when the two of us are not near each other. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, we could duet. Yes, I mean, we... Really? What is... How is that the thing? <laughs> It's where you record a TikTok and somebody else records a response to your TikTok. Oh, we're going to have to do that. All right. We're going to figure that out and then we're going to do that. So on the... (laughs) Come come watch some grandmas try to use TikTok. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be fun. And with that, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Addercup. And she is Emma Davenport. And remember, it's not work we do. It's love. Dear gentlemen and sirs, you know the call to action. Surely you've noticed in your careers as gentlemen adventurers that for all our sublunary escapades, we often suffer from what has heretofore been an unmentionable ailment. Well, suffer no longer. With the advent of Sir Thomas Buxhill Wentworth's mentholated monocle balm, you'll be rid of the uncomfortable chafing and dryness that accompanies the life of a monocle wearer. Gone is the shame of a wind-chapped eye, swollen shut in pain. No longer will your unmonocled eye weep with discomfort. Oh, my eye! But rather with pleasure and pure mentholated joy. Uh. I urge you, the gentleman adventurer, to purchase this helpful product immediately. <laughs>